Sky Breakdown, SkylineSportsMT.com. Happy Friday. Hope you're having a great week so far. This is our interviews podcast for the week where we conglomerate all of our various interviews from across Big Sky and FCS football. Playoff heavy edition focused on two games, primarily the two that are in the state of Montana. We're going to get things kicked off with Terrence Archer. He's the associate head coach, the passing game coordinator, and the wide receivers coach at the University of Delaware. Head coach Ryan Cardi had a lot of obligations this week, so he was unable to join us, but that's okay. Terrence Archer filled in just fine gave us a, a scout on the Blue Hens and what they're all about. We'll also from Tyler Roll. He's the offensive coordinator at North Dakota State, an NDSU alum. Has some familiarity with Brent Vegan from Montana State, of course, because Vegan was there at NDSU forever, including when Roll was a player there. So Roll's uh, kind of the next guy that's risen through the ranks there at NDSU, and I think a lot of people think that he's got the makeup to be maybe a head coach someday uh, at an FCS school or maybe even elsewhere because you know North Dakota State's placed Craig Bull at Wyoming and Chris Kleiman at Kansas State and now Brent Vegan at Montana. State. So Tyler Roll, another guy that's on the rise. He joins us. Cam Miller, four-year starter at quarterback for NDSU, also a part of this interview podcast. Then we'll hear from, from some uh, Montana guys. Montana State junior defensive end Captain Brody Greeby joins us, part of our Montana State Minute from our ESPN radio show. Ryder Meyer was our Grizz Star of the Week on Tuesday, and uh, he joins us uh, in this podcast as well. He's a junior safety for uh, the Montana Grizzlies, a Fairfield, Montana product. Had a breakout year so far this year for Montana. And then we'll hear from the newcomer of the year in the Big Sky Conference, Clifton McDowell a senior quarterback for the Grizz football team. Big Sky Breakdown, interview style. FCS playoffs second round begins tomorrow. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks so much for reading along. Thanks so much for always being here with us. It's Skyline Sports every day, every season, SkylineSportsMT.com. We're into the FCS playoffs and a big-time matchup Saturday night in Missoula. Delaware Blue Hens coming to town for the first time in 30 years. And we're joined now by the assistant head coach and wide receivers coach, passing game coordinator there for Delaware, Terrence Archer here uh, on is Now, Coach, thanks so much for joining us, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. Doing great. Thanks for having me. We're looking forward to uh, heading out your way here in a couple days. Well, first of all, let's start with last week. I, I got a chance to watch all the FCS playoff games. It was a great Thanksgiving Saturday, just sitting there and vegging out watching all the games. But uh, your guys' game against Lafayette, certainly one of the most entertaining games i'm sure it was maybe not as entertaining from a coaching perspective because you guys were fighting it out to the end but just take us through it i mean a great win by your team especially given a lot of the the stuff that went wrong to get it on the the right side and then advance on yeah appreciate it yeah our guys they they really fought you know obviously the way the game started the first quarter you know everything went about as poorly as it could have um you know we didn't play well on either side of the ball we turned the ball over a couple times um, and, you know, found ourselves down, what, 28-7 pretty quickly. Um, you know, playing with uh, with Nick, a freshman quarterback, you know, there were some, there were some uh, rough spots there in the beginning. But, you know, really proud of our guys uh, for coming back, for battling, uh, finishing in the second half, you know, coming back, taking the lead. You know, they took the, the lead again late, and, and, you know, Nick kind of leading us down there at the end to set us up for a game-winning field goal. Um, it was great. It, it was a lot of fun. You know, we had, the crowd was into it. So, um, you know, to beat a good team like that um, after being down 21 points was was great. You talk about your freshman quarterback 
uh, Nick Minicucci. And, uh, I mean, always a bummer when you have a couple guys go down. Both Ryan O'Connor and Zach Marker both went down against Villanova. And Nick kind of thrown him the fire. True freshman, first college action in a rivalry game. And then he's got to do it the next week in the playoffs, too. So, I mean, what would you think of just him stepping up? And, and it seemed like he did settle in in the second half a little bit. Yeah, as well. yeah. Once he got comfortable and, you know, he got thrown into, like you said, a really tough situation against Nova. You know, you lose your first and second string quarterbacks on consecutive drives, you know, in the second quarter in a rivalry game, you know, the situation being, you know, Nick didn't get a ton of reps that week and he got thrown in there and, you know, he, he threw a touchdown pass, but, you know, we weren't able to pull it out against Nova, but he did a great job preparing for, for Lafayette. And, you know, he's a kid we have, you know, our guys have a lot of faith in. He comes from a really good high school program uh, in New Jersey, Don Bosco. Um, so he won a lot of games as a high school quarterback. Um, you know, we really didn't expect him to play a ton this year, but you never know. Uh, injuries happen and he was ready to go and he's done a great job. Uh, you know, he's been learning a lot on the fly. Uh, he's got a strong arm, athletic kid who can do th do some things with his legs as well. So, um, you know, he stepped up when his number was called and we're, we're real happy with him. When it comes to just your guys' season in general, I know that, I mean, it's always tough when you have a big time rivalry game, the last game of the year, because you know yeah. one team's gonna win, one team's gonna lose, and right. I, I think that with Montana, Montana State all the time too, because you and Villanova were both great teams fighting for a seed, and then you know the loser head kind of has to drop down. But I mean, what do you think of just your ability to rebound from that? Because a lot of times that can color your whole season, right? R losing a rivalry game, but you guys seem to bounce back in fine fashion. What do you think of just the the mental adjustment? Yeah, it was it was it was tough, you know. To be honest, our guys that that loss was tough on them. You know, there's so much on the line. There was, you know, obviously the CAA championship, you know, getting a bye in the first round of the playoffs and to lose a game like that, where you get, you know, two quarterbacks knocked out and uh, you know, you lose to your rival on the last weekend of the year. It, it was tough. And it took our guys a day or two uh, to be honest, to get over, but then, you know, they did a great job kind of Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday with practice uh, getting ready for Lafayette. And it, it just shows kind of uh, you know, the character of our guys, um, you know, they're tough. They love playing ball. Um, so we were really proud of them. Uh, we've had, you know, not only the quarterback injuries, but some other injuries as well. Um, they didn't make any excuses. Uh, you know, we knew we had a good team coming in here. You know, we started slow, unfortunately, but, you know, did a great job fighting back and finishing the game. Terrence Archer, associate head coach at the uh, University of Delaware. Blue Hens coming to Missoula to take on the Montana Grizzlies. Second round of the FCS playoffs on Saturday night. I want to ask you about one of your receivers there, Coach. Uh, Jordan Townsend was uh, electric. I think that's about as far of a kick return as you could have without actually housing it, but you got points out of it anyways. But, I mean, he seems like he's been a great weapon, both special teams and on the perimeter. Just tell people a little bit about, about him. Yeah, Jordan, Jordan's been great since we got here. You know, we got here last year, uh, you know, installed a, a new offense, and – Jordan, you know, really fit in great with what we do. And, and to give him credit, picked it up extremely, extremely quickly. He's a really smart player, you know, a guy we can move around, plays in the slot a lot, but also in the backfield uh, out wide. And is just a really smooth route runner, has great hands, great feel for the game. Um, you know, we can kind of line him up wherever. Um, and he finds a way to get open. And he's made a ton of big catches for us over his career. And and like you said, obviously, he's done a great job as a punt returner and a kick returner. Uh, you know, he caught some grief from the guys not not scoring on that uh, on that kick return. So he'll he'll hear about that for a while. But, you know, set us up for our first touchdown and we really needed that to get going.
Tell us a little bit just about your guys' offensive philosophies as a staff. I know uh, Ryan Carney, the head coach, uh, offensive guy, Chip Kelly coaching tree, you know, coaching there at New Hampshire early on in his career. And and uh, then you guys were together at Sam Houston as well. And uh, Casey Keeler, obviously, he has his offensive acumens as well. So I find coaching tree so fascinating. But, I mean, just tell us sort of about your guys' as a staff there at Delaware right now. You know, Coach Carney is the guy who, you know, calls the shots on offense. It's, it's his offense. Uh, we worked together for – Four years down at Sam, um, I was there a little bit before he got there. Um, and, you know, our offensive philosophy is really, you know, we're going to be aggressive. We want to create explosive plays, um, both in the run game and throwing the ball down the field, um, you know, and just get the ball to our playmakers in space. Um, you know, we try and uh, we're pretty multiple formationally um, and motion wise. So, you know, we try and make it look uh, different to defenses, but try and keep it you know, somewhat simple for our guys. Uh, you know, we'll have different stuff, screens, getting the quarterback out of the pocket. But, you know, our really biggest thing is just getting the ball to our good players in space and, and let them go be athletes and use their speed and go score touchdowns. College football in a nutshell, right? Using the space, using the speed, right? Well, tell us about just how you think that matches up then with uh, Montana's defense. Well, first of all, I mean, just your general impressions. Montana does some some unorthodox stuff defensively, especially with their their front six. So, uh, what have you seen so yeah. far these, uh, these yeah this first couple of days? Yeah, Coach Bradford does a great job with those guys. I mean, they are very multiple, not only up front, you know, playing the three down, uh, but also in the back end. I mean, they'll play every coverage you you could think of. You know, they'll play man, they'll play zone, they'll play two high, one high all different sorts of stuff. And, you know, I think it starts up front, those three guys, you know, Go Governor, is that how you say his name? Uh, the big guy, number uh, 99, is a real good player. And those two ends that they have, um, you know, zero and 48 long guys, and they do a good job up front. And then, you know, they're really good all, all levels. Uh, I think both corners are all big sky guy players. Um, they do a really good job in man coverage. So they're always around the ball. And, uh you know, the three linebackers they have, um, you know, Flank and Hill, um, you know, those guys are good tacklers, strong, uh, you know, they play with great effort. They run to the football. So they're a really good defense. I think, you know, they're letting up 14 points a game or something like that. So we got our work cut out for us, um, you know, really impressed watching them on film um, and excited for the challenge. One of the most interesting parts about the playoffs to me is, you can you can break down the film, the evaluation, all that sort of stuff. And I mean, you guys do this so often that you can get a general personnel evaluation, but sometimes you just can't really see it until you see the other team, right? So sure, how, do yeah. you, how do you sort of get beyond that, uh, I don't know, just, just sort of the, the mystery behind uh, preparing for, you know, a, an opponent that maybe there's not much commonality with? Yeah, you know, you do your best with the common opponents and seeing them against teams maybe you've seen on film before or you've played against. Uh, but we know, you know, they're going to be, they're going to be really good. You know, we played when we were down at Sam, we played Montana state two years ago. They were very good. Um, so, you know, we kind of, we know what to expect. They're a, they're a high level, big sky team, you know, one of the best defenses statistically in the country. So, you know, we have our, our work cut out for us, you know, probably, you know, Villanova is another good, a very good defense, um, that, you know, they're not that different from, um, so that's kind of somebody who we can compare them to, um, but they're going to be they're going to be a, a good test for us, and we're looking forward to it. Terrence Archer here on Nuwana's Now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app, or maybe you're watching in our Skyline Sports YouTube channel. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. University of Delaware in 
uh, Missoula, Montana on uh, Saturday evening. Have you ever been out this way, Coach? You mentioned you had the crossover with Montana State when you were at Sam Houston a couple years ago. Uh, they there? came down. When we were at Sam, they came down to us. But when I was coaching at Monmouth, uh, we, oh, yeah. we played out at Mo Montana State. Now, it was earlier in the year, so it wasn't yeah, uh, yeah. super cold. It was in September. It was either the first or second week of the year. Um, so that's when I've been out there. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. That was, uh, that was early on in Monmouth sort of growth, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we were I, probably just going to the big South or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Right. I, I remember that game. Certainly. Okay. Well, uh, certainly a, a new experience when it comes to just handling the, the atmosphere. I'm sure you guys have heard about it. You guys play in front of a, a great home field, uh, at, at Delaware stadium as well. But I mean, how do you sort of go about mitigating that challenge with uh, just, uh, how big the crowd and how raucous it's going to be on Saturday? Yeah, you know, we're we got the uh we got the crowd noise pumping at practice. Uh, you know, and luckily for us it was it was twenty-two degrees here when we walked out to practice this morning. So uh it's cold for our guys out there. Uh, they're getting used to that. And, you know, our guys are excited. When they came in on Sunday, they're excited about it. They know, you know, they've seen, you know, the Grizz play on TV and they know, you know, it's tight sidelines, big crowds, it'll be loud. So, you know, that's what you want when you come to Delaware. You want to play in big games in the playoffs. So I think our guys are excited about it. You know, we'll do our best to get acclimated once we're out there. But, uh, you know, they're looking forward to it. Keys for Delaware uh, to come out here if you're going to keep this playoff run going. You know, we got to we have to take care of the football on offense. You know, we turned it over a couple times uh, last weekend, also against Villanova in the last regular season game. You know, we need to protect the football on offense, um, you know, be good on third downs. You know, they're really good defensively on third downs. Um you know, and make those plays when they're there, you know, um, there'll be some opportunities for us. And when those are there, you know, whether it be down the field in the passing game or, you know, up front in the running game, when, when plays are there to be made, um, you know, in a playoff game, uh, our guys have got to go make them against a good defense. Terrence Archer here on Nuanas Now ESPN Radio. Coach, appreciate the time, man. Travel safe and best of luck on Saturday. Thanks for being here. All right. Thanks for having me. Blackfoot Communications continues to lift up our local entrepreneurs, delivering the resources needed to transform ideas into businesses. Our C2M beta program was founded with the mission to connect local entrepreneurs to more. With access to more professional expertise, more state-of-the-art technology, and more development resources, our 12-week program delivers the foundational and modern skills required to transform influential ideas into thriving businesses. Apply today at goblackfoot.com apply. Join Town Pump's Pump It Up Rewards Plus program and never pay full price for fuel again. Save five cents on every gallon every day at any Town Pump across Montana. Plus, earn and redeem points on your favorite in-store items to get free stuff with our clubs. Stop in and pick up a rewards card. Download the Pump It Up Rewards Plus app today. Or visit townpump.com slash rewards to register and start saving. Well, we continue to give you coverage leading up to the second round of the FCS playoffs, and we got a primetime premier matchup in Bozeman, Montana. Seems like an annual occurrence the last handful of years. Just depends on which round it occurs in when Montana State and North Dakota State square off. This time, though, first time in a long time, it's been in Bobcat Stadium. The offensive coordinator for North Dakota State joins us now, Tyler Roll, here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Coach Roll, thanks so much for being with us, man. How you doing? I'm doing well. I appreciate it. I'm ready uh ready to get this one going. So thanks for having me on. 
Well, first of all, let's just uh, start with with last week. You guys had a team uh, that was a conference champion and Drake coming to town, but uh, no trouble. Short work after uh, maybe a little bit of an inauspicious start, down 3 nothing, but then 66 in a row. Uh, that's pretty good. So uh, what would you like about the way your team played last week, especially offensively? You know, the biggest thing you preach is start fast, start fast, start fast. And through the course of the regular season, we were able to score on each of our first drives every single game, three of them being a field goal, every other one being a touchdown. And then we kind of jinxed ourselves and went out and we did fumble it. Um, but, no, I, I thought the kids played extremely hard. Uh, they were focused, locked in. Uh, no matter who the opponent was or is, uh, there was a level of, of, of energy and effort that's desired out of, out of a Bison offense, and they executed the plan really well. Uh, still thumb, some things to be corrected. Um, but, no, they, they did well, played well. Um, especially I thought in the past game, you know, we, we were pretty explosive in the past game and the first half we were a hundred percent completion, hundred percent on third down. And those are obviously just key factors to, to our success. And um, just the way we were able to consistently run the ball, there wasn't, you know, huge home run plays on the ground, but with consistency and then being explosive in the pass game led to, led to our victory. When it comes to this, your history at North Coast, I know you're an alum. I know you played there in the mid-2000s and, and now been coaching there for uh, the better part of the last 10 years. Uh, so what's your perspective on just this awesome run you guys have had? I mean, you've, you've been a big part of it. So uh, I, I guess the question is, what's, what's maybe similar about this year's North Dakota State team from the ones in the past? And maybe what's different about this NDSU team, the ones in the past? Yeah, that's a really good question. Being here for 16 years, you just see consistency in success, success, and uh, I think it's always about the people and the people that you're you're able to have in the program, and it's it's people of of low ego, high character, high capacity, people who are willing to work, and that has not changed. Uh, this team is is very similar in, in what we've had from a success standpoint. The the South Dakota game that that we lost, uh, we got down early, uh, had a turnover early offense offensively, and then just were not able to. Uh, capitalize in the second half, and we 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 got back into striking distance, but we're never able to uh, overcome just the early deficit. UND, we got down early. They brought the opening kickoff back for a touchdown, and then they just continued to roll. And uh, we were up and down offensively, um, but did not, as a team, have enough to to win the game. And then against South Dakota State, we just had you know turnovers. Um, it was back and forth uh, early. And then three turnovers did not did not help us in that game. So I just think um, just there's a couple moments where we have not been able as a team to overcome some adversity. I feel like there's good confidence and composure through the course of the year. And, you know, a month ago or whatever, after the uh, South Dakota State game, it just, okay, one step at a time, let's continue to build positive momentum. Um, and just keep working towards achieving our goals because everything we want is still in front of us. Nuwana is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Tyler Roll, the offensive coordinator for North Dakota State, joins us as the Bison making their way to Bozeman to take on Montana State. All that said, I mean, great details about uh, sort of the, the ups and downs of this season, but it's been a lot of ups this last month, and you guys take a head of steam into Bobcat Stadium. So uh, what's been the key to you guys playing so well uh, down the stretch now through the first round of the playoffs? Yeah, you know, I think you ask any any coach, 
you know, how are you able to to have success through the course of the year? And it's honestly, it's continued to emphasize the things that we're doing well and eliminate the things that we aren't maybe doing as well early in the season. And it's simplifying. And isn't it crazy just how you simplify things? It it gets a little bit easier. For sure. Um, you, you know, and you're, you're able to uh, identify the kids who who are really becoming playmakers and just emphasize the touches and the opportunities that they have to catch the ball. So in combination with where you want maybe the ball to hit schematically, understanding um, your team as a whole into the how and the why to get them the ball um, with what schemes maybe they execute the best, maybe the route they run the best, putting those pieces um, intentionally in the right spots I feel like that's been been really key to our success and just different ways that we've been able to operate um, offensively with with different mechanics and different communication and things um, that have streamlined, you know, our execution. Just the efficiency and urgency that we're able to work with um, has helped us out a ton as well. I want to ask about your quarterback. The first time I ever interviewed Cam Miller, he'd played in about seven games, and he was a freshman, and it was headed into the 2021 National Championship, which was the last time you guys played at Tia State. And, you know, just in a few short years, you could just tell, just talking to him, just, you know, brief, brief conversation, just how much he's grown up. Where have you seen him grow, both as a player and just as a young man? It's like anything in life. Uh, the more you do it, the better you're going to be at it. And there's a level of, of comfort um, that he has, and – you know, I think something really special, you know, on an offensive side of the ball within any team is if the coordinator and the quarterback can see the game through the same lens, that's where you're going to have ultimate execution on the football field. It's like having another coach on the field. So uh, we've really worked hard. Um, we trust each other. Uh, and we have a high level of connection and, and with, with that work that we've been able to put in, uh, he's gone out there and executed at a high level. I, I'd say, you know, 95% of the time pre-snap, I know where the ball's going to go because I'm seeing it and processing it through his eyes. And then he's able to go out there and just play really fast. And the time that we're, we're able to spend together, um, you know, within, within a game plan, within a week, at practice, just talking through the details and his ability to just be the true quarterback in um, getting the ball out on time, setting protection, you know, whether there's different things that we want to want to get to versus certain, certain looks. Um, he's, he's doing that flawlessly and I'm happy for the success that he's had for our unit. And, um, I look for him to continue to play at high level because he's got really good confidence right now. He's got, he's got a swagger about him. He's, he's playing with, with some moxie and some savvy. So uh, happy with the way he's, he's executing and really happy with the person that he's become because he's really grown as a leader. Um, someone that the young kids on our team look up to and rally around not only the young kids, but the team as a whole and, and happy with his progress as, as a person and as a football player. Tyler Roll, 
offensive coordinator at North Dakota State, joining us here on ESPN Radio. Uh, let's, let's talk about this game with the Bobcats then. First of all, just your impressions of Brent Vegan. I know that uh, Brent, Brent, Coach Vegan obviously was there at, at NDSU forever as a player and then all the way through as a coach up until that uh, – 2013 national championship uh, team, but I, I believe you were a, a, an offensive assistant or a grad assistant of some sort when that staff was there uh, the last couple years. So, um, what have you think thought of the job Coach Vegan has done, and why? What sort of element do you think that adds to the game? Just uh, going against a guy who's sort of from the same coaching tree and sort of the same neck, neck of the woods as you guys. You know, there's there's so much respect um, from myself to Coach Vegan. He's a mentor of mine. Uh, learned a lot about football, uh, learned a lot about bison football. Um, my foundation of football has, has, you know, really come from Viggs and in, in, in the staff when I was a player, spent, have spent a ton of time uh, with Coach Vegan and, um, you know, was a GA for him when he was the offensive coordinator. And, and really then the GA, kind of going back to my relationship with Cam Miller, just as the GA, you need to see everything through the coordinator's eyes. So understanding how how Viggs wanted the game plan, how he worked uh, meticulously in the details, his communication style, and you know how he coached, why he said what he said, um, the intention, the mentality that he wanted the offense to play with, uh, have learned so much from from him. Happy for the success that he's had. Really happy for him and his family. And I know he's got his oldest son on the team, and how neat that must be. Um, so really, really happy for for him uh, and what he's done there. You know, in the game, it's interesting because going into the twenty one game, Freddie Banks was a defensive coordinator. Freddie right. Banks was a player when I when I was a player here. And just knowing the nuances of how they wanted to defend us in our offense and our schemes and how, you know, I kind of, you know, you have three weeks then to really sit down and dive in and dig into this is what you need to do to that defense to have success. Okay. And now coach Willie Mac Garza is the DC and coach Willie Mac was a DC when I was a player here and just understanding the foundation of defense that, that he wants to have, um, for his unit and just the knowledge that, um, you know, maybe I have gained going up against that defense. Um, we'll, we'll play a part. Just we know each other so well. And um, Viggs knows our defense. Um, and, you know, I know that defense. And this the, the, the foundational knowledge we have of two very similar programs um, it's definitely a chess match in terms of you know the the how you're you're calling the play, you know the the presentation of the play, the schemes that you want to run. And then maybe there are some schemes that you want to stay away from because they know that you're going to run it. So it's definitely a chess match in in how we're going to to present the offense to them and just you know how we want to be efficient and explosive on the field. Well, last thing for you, the entire role of the offensive coordinator at North Dakota State as they make their way to Bozeman to take on number six Montana State on Saturday afternoon there at Bobcat Stadium. Um, from a personnel standpoint, what do you see from the Bobcat defense, and, and uh, what do you think of just the matchup uh, against your offense? Man, that defensive end on the uh, the right side, Greeby, he's a dude. Yeah, you got it. He's a really good player. And, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, what what we need to do, obviously we, we're going to identify – uh, where he's at, 
Um, you know, I, I think the line, the D line as a whole is, you know, I, I see a makeup of, of how we want our D line to look here. Tough, blue collar, uh, gritty, physical. Um, and then you look at the linebacking core, you know, your two inside backers are going to be box players and they want to be, you know, downhill and physical and, you know, kind of the the communicator and the coach on the field for the defense. Then you got the overhang linebacker, number eight, who does a good job. DBs are good. You got 26 who, you know, 26 could be a linebacker, but he's a strong safety. For sure. And the way he plays with his hair on fire and, you know, how he wants to be around the ball and in the box and, um, you know, hats off to what Coach Garza has done with that defense because they're playing at a really high level. And, you know, for us, it's it's continuing for, for matchups, for players. Um, sometimes it's maybe it's not the scheme, but it's putting the player in the right spot to go have success and, you know, want to keep this, this plan as, as simple as possible so um, the offense can go out there and play football, not think football, and play as fast as possible. North Dakota State at Bobcat Stadium, 1 o'clock, second round of the FCS playoffs. Tyler Roll, the offensive coordinator there at NDSU, joining us here on Nuwaz Now. Coach, Appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much for joining us. And uh, safe travels. Best of luck on Saturday. Appreciate it. Thank you. Hi, I'm attorney Dave Maldonado, a seasoned litigator with over a decade of experience in Montana. Have you been injured in a car accident? If so, remember insurance companies want to give you as little money as possible. There's a reason why they have the biggest buildings in the largest cities. Don't let big insurance bully you. Visit BigSkyDefender.com today to see how I can help you get fair compensation for your injuries. The consultation's free and the fight's real. Well, we love new friends here at the Big Sky Breakdown, and we have a new presenting sponsor spearheading our new expansion, Vandals Weekly, but also as a part of the Big Sky Breakdown as a whole, Old Works Golf Course in Anaconda. It's an iconic place, a Jack Nicholas course. If you've never been there, you've never seen it, you got to look up pictures and you got to go check it out. The sand traps, which are prevalent and very challenging, they are all over the place and they're filled with black sand it is an unbelievable visual spectacle to see and that plus the elements and the way that it's carved into the mountainside there it makes it an incredibly challenging course for all you bobcat and grizzly people if you're in missoula in mosman in western montana in southwestern montana it's a perfect center point right in the middle of everything and the old works golf course pga improvement center featuring pga professional andrew alamy is now open all winter long expert swing and and mental coaching for you all off season. They also have cl- custom club fitting, multiple state of the art trackman simulators. If you're ready to get into golf or take your game to the next level, call Old Works to schedule your winter session 406-563-5989. That's 406-563-5989. Well, across the sidelines, and now it's a playoff edition, and we got a big-time matchup in Bozeman, Montana on Saturday. North Dakota State, Montana State seems like an annual occurrence these days. I think the fourth time in the last five years these teams have squared off in the playoffs. We're joined now by North Dakota State senior quarterback Cam Miller. Cam, thanks so much for joining us, man. Pleasure to have you. How you doing? Good. How are you guys? Thanks for having me. We're certainly happy to have you. Uh, first of all, just take us back to the last time you saw Montana State. That was in the national championship game in 2021. What do you remember just about that game that afternoon in Frisco? I just remember being, you know, nervous going into the game. I had only played, I think, seven or eight games prior to that. 
so not a lot of experience and then um stepping into that venue as a freshman a second year freshman was nerve-wracking a little bit but uh i know we had a we had a third and long you know on the first drive and we converted and ended up scoring and then after that i was good uh you know the nerves kind of went away and you know i just remember the feeling after and it was the best feeling in the world um but i do remember preparing three weeks up to that game and just watching how they play defense montana state played extremely hard you know guys were in the right spots and everybody did their job and um i know that they're a very well coached football team and i don't think that's going to change anytime soon you mentioned i mean this that was sort of the the beginning of, of your opportunities there at north dakota state how have you grown as a quarterback since then because you started a lot of games since then yeah for sure i know uh yeah that would have been like i think my eighth or ninth start and at the time i was more of a game manager um i had a lot of guys around me i wasn't extremely comfortable with the offense so i was more of a game manager you know throwing underneath stuff and uh, i think my game has evolved over the past few years of you know taking command of our offense and trying to be that guy for us you know um you know i've always loved to make plays for our offense and um you know i don't shy away from the spotlight being on me for sure well, it seems like that's been an evolution in your guys' offense as well. I've watched you several times this year, and also just looking at the statistics, seems like you guys are putting a high priority on getting the ball all the way around a, t- a ton of different playmakers, and, and you yourself, you're operating at such an efficient level. So, I mean, part of that probably has to do with your growth, right? But, I mean, how much also that is just a, the priority you guys are doing, uh, you know, that you're putting on spreading the ball around under Coach Roll? I think Coach Roll has done a tremendous job um, of distributing the football and finding new ways to get everybody involved. Um, It's going to be a really tough job for him trying to get the ball to, you know, eight, ten different guys who are very capable of making big plays. Like, um, how do you take Cole Payton off the field? I mean, that's tough when, you know, he's breaking 75 yarders and he's probably one of the best athletes on our team. So, Coach Rule has just done a great job of integrating an offense that suits us best and gets our playmakers the ball out in space. So, um, you know, because, you know, you got Rajon Nelson, Eli Green, Zach Mathis, all those guys are extremely dangerous with the football and, um, you know, they're vertical threats too. So Coach Rule has done a great job of getting everybody involved and getting them the football. What else is similar and what else is different for by for this NDSU team compared to, to ones in the past? I would say offensively, back in the day, we were more, I mean, we were going to probably throw it 10 to 12 times a game. That was going to be it. Uh, opportunities were limited on the perimeter. And um, now I feel like we have a more balanced attack, uh, 50-50, um, maybe a little bit more run than pass, but still I think there's more opportunities in the pass game now um, more than ever. And I feel like we're gelling at the right time and guys are bought in and doing their job. Cam Miller here on Nuwata's Now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. He's a senior quarterback for North Dakota State as the Bison make their way to Bozeman, Montana, take on six-seeded Montana State. 
Uh, what do you think of that element? You guys, uh, it's been a, a long time since North Dakota State had to go on the road for a playoff game. I don't think anybody on uh, this squad is. I guess back in the spring season you guys experienced it. But, I mean, what's that dynamic like just uh, leaving the Fargo Dome and going on the road? I don't think it impacts us, really. I know that we do play really well on the Fargo Dome during the playoffs. Um, usually the playoffs run through Fargo, so this year has been a little bit different. Um, but I think we have embraced that mentality of going on the road and playing tough teams. Um, you know, we sign up to play football, for you know, to play in big games like this, and um, it's been set for us. And we're excited. Um, the guys have embraced this opportunity to kind of have that underdog mentality. Um, you know, we got nothing to lose, and um, guys are going to cut it loose and play fast. What's that dynamic like? Just sort of going from the the juggernaut, the, the you know, the target on your back. You know, so many national championships in a row and all that. To to then trying to embrace the underdog mentality. How do you go about doing that? Is that even possible? How do you go about doing that? I think just trusting the process and um, understanding and learning from our mistakes that we had made this season. And, yeah, you know, you lose three games in the regular season and it hurts, but we want to be playing our best football when it counts, you know, during the playoffs. Um, and I think the last three games we played our played our best football, so transitioning from possibly winning every game to losing a few here and there. Uh, you definitely don't take for granted winning as much. Um, you definitely understand that those win winning in college football is extremely difficult. So um, we don't take that for granted here. Um, and I just think our mindset is just focused on the process and getting better each and every day. And it doesn't matter who we play. We're just going to be us and we're going to stay true to what got us here. You mentioned a couple of those targets you got on the outside. I've, I've been particularly impressed with Zach Mathis. First of all, because he just stands out on the film so much and as a six-seven guy there on the outside. Uh, Eli Green's also been a nice compliment to him, even though they're about a foot difference in height. So just having a couple yeah. of kind of diverse skill set guys uh, there on the outside, how much has that helped you? It makes it so much fun, and it makes my job a lot easier. Um, those guys are, are studs, and... You know, we put in so much extra time after practice and in the off season, and just to see them do well and doing well during the games has just made me happy. And um, those guys are just playing fast, and um, it just makes it tough on defenses when you can move them around. You can put Zach Mathis in the slot. You can put him, you know, split out wide. You can move Rajon Nelson into the backfield or put him out wide. So moving guys in different spots and they all do a fantastic job of understanding where they're at on the field and what they need to do. Cam Miller here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. He's the quarterback for the North Dakota State Bison as they come to Bozeman on Saturday. Last thing for you then, what are the uh, what are the main keys for North Dakota State for you guys to, to keep moving on here in this playoffs? You know, we just emphasize the importance of ball security and taking care of the football. Uh, can't turn the ball over against good teams and winning it winning the line of scrimmage um i think we've done a really good job of that offense and defensive lines winning the los um so i think those are two keys for us oh you know we got to take care of the football and we got to win the los Dan miller here on nuanas now can't appreciate the time man and uh, i'll see you in bozeman on saturday but best of luck this week thanks for being here sounds good thanks for having me
Blackfoot Communications just launched new business services delivering big value to smaller firms. With reliable voice, fast internet, business-grade Wi-Fi, and around-the-clock support, Blackfoot ensures you remain connected to your customers, employees, and communities throughout the day, every day. For more information, go to blackfootsmallbusiness.com. Connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. Join Town Pump's Pump It Up Rewards Plus program and never pay full price for fuel again. Save five cents on every gallon every day at any town pump across Montana. Plus, earn and redeem points on your favorite in-store items and get free stuff with our clubs. Stop in and pick up a rewards card. Download the Pump It Up Rewards Plus app today. Or visit townpump.com slash rewards to register and start saving. Well, time now for our Montana State Minute, and it's a playoff edition because Montana State hosts North Dakota State on Saturday in Bozeman, one of the premier matchups in all of college football, but particularly the FCS playoffs this weekend. We're joined now by junior captain and first-team All-Big Sky selection, Brody Greeby. Brody, thanks so much for joining us, man. First of all, congrats on the uh, the All-Conference stuff. What did you think when the uh, the list came out? Obviously, I was pretty excited. Um, I was happy for the team. We had a lot of um, good picks. I was a little disappointed with how it shook out for the MSU D-line, which some people obviously aren't going to get on there. But um, I was hoping for a little better turnout on that. But um, overall, I thought the um, team got a lot of credit for the good players that we had in the season that we had. Well, certainly a lot of well-deserved stuff, and when you have a league this big, it's hard, to, it's hard to figure it all out, but I thought it was pretty darn good. One guy I wanted to ask you about, though, because I'm just doing a little senior profile on him, and uh, I was I was happy to see that he, he landed on the first team with you. That's Nolan Askelson, and uh, I mean, he's a great productive player, but it seems like it's even enhanced by just you know his leadership and the way he gets you guys lined up and, and all the different things he's met to the program. We're number 41, so uh, what did you think when you saw Nolan's name on the list, and what sort of things do you think he brings to your defense? Uh, I was super excited for Nolan. Um, he deserves it. He's been a great player, a great leader for this uh, defense here. And, uh, I mean, every play he's uh, giving call-outs to us, um, getting everybody aligned, uh, getting everybody ready to go, calling out plays, um, and overall just flying around. Uh, you know, he had that injury last year, which – unfortunate is unfortunate but um attacked is um pt all spring all summer long and uh, pushed himself to get back and um i don't think anybody deserves it more than him and he's a great leader on this team gets everybody going and uh yeah i'm super excited for him Brody Greeby here on Nuwana's Now ESPN Radio. Uh, so just take us through these last two weeks that are obviously a, a disappointing loss uh, in Missoula. I appreciate you doing the press conference, by the way, man. I didn't get to tell you that. I know that's a it's a hard thing to do, but uh, we appreciate the the feedback on that. But, um, I mean, just take us through it, just what the last couple weeks have been like. What did you guys accomplish on the bye week? How's it been mentally kind of readjusting and getting ready for the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, we all know how the last game went. It wasn't how we wanted it to go. Um, but we got – we watched them and we flushed it. That's kind of our deal. We got 24 hours um, to watch it and um, be pissed off about it. And then we got to flush down the drain and then get ready to go. Um, so that was kind of our deal this last week. Uh, get some reps, some good on good reps against our O-line. Um, 
is we got one of the best O-lines in the country. So uh, getting some live reps and good reps against our O-line for our D-line, our linebackers practicing fits and stuff like that, and some physical play uh, was one of the main focuses um, during the during the bye week. Um, get healed up, and besides that, just uh, get some mental work in and watch some film on the bison. Well, when it comes to the bison, it's it's uh, the FCS playoffs is always fascinating and fun for me because we learn about all these other teams. Like I was watching all the games on Saturday, and uh, you know I'm googling, well, where's Duquesne? You know, what's Austin P all about? You know, where where are some of these teams located at? What's Lafayette? You know, all these different deals. Learning about Delaware and all these teams. There's not much learning to do about North Dakota State. We all know exactly what they're all about. You know, we've written about them and talked about them for years and years. They always are somehow on the path or in the way of, of the Montana schools every year. So, I mean, I, I know you've had some battles with NDSU already. So when you saw that name pop up on the, the screen, what do you think of the draw? I was excited. Um, for me, I think a lot of this team, a lot of the older guys at least, we've we've had some run-ins with these guys. And um, for us, uh, we got a chip on our shoulder. I think. We, we were excited. I was excited about the draw. I know a lot of older guys were excited about the draw. And – Maybe we, it's not the best draw um, in the second round, but that's fine with us. Um, we got a good uh, wake-up call this last week, and we're ready to go. We're excited to move forward, and we have some bad blood with these guys in 18, 19, 21. And I just think about some of the uh, guys that graduated here that would give anything to go back on the football field and have this opportunity to play this team that we get to play this weekend. Well, sometimes there's this element of the unknown or like a mystery with these opponents that maybe you aren't familiar with. The fact that you are, I mean, does that make prep easier? Does that make your confidence higher? What what is it like just playing a familiar face? I think you don't have to do – I mean, we kind of know what they're about is the main thing, I guess you could say. Um, Coach Began coached there, obviously. Coach Garza um, coached there as well. Um, It hasn't changed a whole lot from when they were there. Uh, They – pride themselves in being a physical team that want to run you over. And uh, we know that's what we're going to have to stop. So we know um, what their values are and what they want to, what they want to accomplish. Brody Gruby here on Nuwana's Now ESPN Radio. He's a first-team All-Big Sky defensive end for the Montana State Bobcats. Six-seeded Cats host North Dakota State on Saturday. Uh, you guys have had so much great success the last couple years. I know you had huge goals coming into this year, and those are still out in front of you. You know, as high as number two in the country took South Dakota State down the wire. So, how do you go about just kind of focusing on that and realizing, hey, we still are one of the best teams in the country? Because I think you guys are. I think you definitely have a chance to make a run all the way to Frisco if, if things fall your way. So, I mean, how do you sort of uh, encompass that confidence moving forward? Yeah, the regular season didn't end the way we wanted it to. Um, but we've been saying all week, like, this is a new season, and it doesn't matter um, what happened in the regular season for anybody anymore. Uh, everybody's um, zero and zero going into the week, and you got to win the week to move on. Um, so we're taking it one week at a time and uh, doing whatever we can to um, be prepared for the team every week, and this week it's Bison. So we're excited to play them and been preparing like crazy. When it comes to the preparation, uh, watching North Dakota State, a lot of it looks very similar to what we've seen over the you know the last f- five years for you guys in, in this time playing them, but also even the last 10, 12, 13 years. I mean, still disciplined and tough and, and big on the lines and all that. But it seems like schematically, offensively, 
they're doing a little bit different stuff. Seems like they're spreading the ball around a little bit more. Uh, they got multiple quarterbacks that they play, and both of them are kind of good in the in the quarterback run game. So uh, what have you seen? Uh, maybe how does this team look similar, and how does it look different from uh, the, the past NDSU teams you guys have faced? Kind of like I said before, they, they want to be physical. They want to um, run power. They want to run inside zone. They want to run the ball downhill, uh, get four or five yards of run, and um, try to get you in third and short and just keep moving the ball down the field. Um, but they have, unlike seasons before, um, they've got more behind this season. So uh, that's kind of, I think that's what you're referring to. They've had to um, spread the ball a little bit just because they have to pass the ball when they're down in some of these games. Um, but I think at their core, um, they're a typical NDSU team that wants to be physical and run the ball as much as they can. When it just comes to being back at home, I know the win streak's been something you guys have talked about a lot, but, I mean, obviously you take great pride in being at home, and they have not had to go on the road since way back in the Denarius McGee and Cody Kirk days. In 2010 was the last time they played a, a road playoff game, so they're not really used to playing outside. They're really not used to playing in you know Bobcat Stadium. So what sort of advantage can that be for you guys? We've had to go to the Bison um, or in Frisco the last times we played them, so... Uh, we think that any team that comes in here, we have a great shot to beat in Bobcat Stadium. And uh, the crowd and the community being here uh, supporting us, getting loud on um, when we're out there on defense, that affects the offense. And uh, especially I'm thinking about like third downs for me, um, getting them in third and long. The crowd is out there screaming like crazy and nobody can hear anything. That affects the O-line getting off the ball. Um, making it easier to rush quarterback if um, the offensive tackle is behind the snap count. He's Brody Gruby, Montana State junior defensive end. Bobcats host North Dakota State on Saturday. Brody, thanks for being here, man. Best of luck. Appreciate it. There's a lot of things that make Montana great, from the mountains and lakes to some of the finest towns in the West. But what really makes this place special is you. Our communities are full of people who are working hard to build good lives and remarkable things. At Opportunity Bank, our passion is helping folks do just that. Together, we can make a good thing even better. Opportunity Bank of Montana. Stop by and see us or visit us online. Member FDIC. College athletics is a fundamental part of the fabric of our communities in Montana, and it's the stories of these young men and women that drive our passion at Skyline Sports. Coulter Nuwana is here. In 2015, my brother Brooks and I founded SkylineSportsMT.com. As a lifelong athlete, Brooks has an elite knowledge of football with a deep perspective with his time spent playing safety for the Montana Grizz football team, while I won a collection of sports writing awards, including 2010 Washington Sports Writer of the Year during my time in newspapers. Together, we can offer you the best sports journalism in the state with crisp writing, unbiased reporting, cutting-edge photography, and a grassroots feel that belies the corporate takeover of modern media this day and age. As Montana natives, we have a deep historical knowledge of the fiercest rivalry in the West. We share a combined 22 years experience involved in the Big Sky Conference. That experience gives us unparalleled knowledge of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics. If you'd like to experience this with us, visit SkylineSportsMT.com and subscribe for only $8 a month or $90 a year. SkylineSportsMT.com. Every day, every season. Meyer joins us right now, live from post-practice there at Washington Grizzlies Stadium. 
A good start of the week presented by Ryan and Miller Law. Ryan and Miller, your Montana attorneys. Ryder, it's been a long time since we talked to you, man. I think the last time you came on was when uh, you were first becoming a Grizz after a great career there at Fairfield. So uh, good to talk to you again. Congrats on a great uh, year so far. How you doing, man? Thanks for joining us. I'm doing well. Uh, just uh, just finishing up practice here in Wadgris, so thanks for having me. Of course, man. Uh, first of all, it's a little chilly today, but it's not as cold as it usually is this time of year. So, I mean, are, are you guys enjoying that part, just not having the cold weather, or do you guys want it to, to get colder before the weekend? <laughs> um, you know, I think I think we'll play in, in anything. Um, I, I kind of enjoy the cold practice a little bit more. You don't get as tired, and you get to just run around and have some fun with the boys, so... I enjoy it, but you know, if Saturday's a little bit colder, that would be that would be fine with us too. Yeah, no doubt. Well, uh, tell us about the bye. I saw a whole bunch of pictures on uh, social media of several of your teammates that got themselves an elk or a deer, some sort of buck. <laughs> so, did you do any outdoor stuff? How was your bye week? Uh, bye week was pretty laid back. Got uh, got caught up on some homework. I went and saw my grandparents out in Sealy. Um, so I got to see a lot of family that I hadn't seen in a while, and then. Uh, Saturday was great too. We don't get to watch much college football during the season, so we had uh, we had four games of college ball going on at one time. So that was that was really enjoyable as well. What what, uh, what sort of action did you take in? Uh, we watched Ohio State, yep. Michigan. We watched uh, Delaware, Lafayette, and uh, my brother's at North Dakota State, so I, uh, right. I tuned into the uh, NDSU great game as well. Uh, interesting. Of course, yeah, Tucker Meyer, your older brother there uh, at NDSU, so that's an interesting uh, fold. Ryder Meyer joining us here on Nuwana's Now ESPN Radio is our Grizz star of the week and outstanding junior safety there uh, for the University of Montana. So you got a chance to watch the Delaware Lafayette game. When you're watching a game like that, well, first of all, that was a crazy game. So, I mean, do you take much from it? There was so much back and forth. When you're watching, are you scouting more or are you just kind of getting a feel for it? How are you sort of taking it in when you got it up there on the screen? Yeah, you know, I think more than anything, just kind of kind of getting a feel. Um, it's tough to pay attention to both teams. And, you know, Delaware was had the ability to, to come back on Lafayette. So we can't, you know, we're not overlooking these guys. They're a quality opponent. They're a good football team. So I'm excited to have them in Wagriz, and they're going to be hands up, ready to play. So I think, I think once it comes Saturday, we'll be ready to play, and it's going to be a good football game. Well, take us through just your guys' progression as a defense because you know, University of Montana has been outstanding defensively for forever. I mean, for, for most of the modern generation. But this year, it seems like you've added a couple new folds, especially on the back end where you play there in the secondary. And it seems like you guys have really taken uh, the next step, especially when it comes to just how many guys you're playing on defense and, and some of the numbers, especially scoring defense-wise, you guys are putting up. So what have been the keys? How have you guys been able to be so successful, especially keeping these point totals so low there defensively this year? You know, I think a lot of it is just a credit to our coaching and then how we practice, too. Um, you know, speaking for the safeties, we, we teach tackling every single day on the practice field, and it has been great to see that translate to the to Saturday. Um, and, yeah, we've, we've uh, you know, been able to play really well, and I think it's just credit to the guys. Everyone's getting to the football, and uh, we're everyone's preaching, do your 111th, and I think on Saturdays we've been able to do that. Everyone's just honing in on doing your job, and – and it's paid off for us. So I think, you know, we just got to keep keep, uh, keep doing that, keep doing your, your job and your 111th, and, and we'll, be, we'll be good. So When you're in the conference season, I know you're taking it one game at a time and just focusing on the opponent at hand, but you get a lot of crossover when it comes to the film, you know, seeing different teams throughout the year. And, and obviously you're just more, more familiar with the teams in your conference. When it comes to a, a program like Delaware that I mean, Montana hasn't played for 30 years, 
uh, how do you go about sort of uh, compartmentalizing that? I mean, is it harder to prepare when it is such a, a foreign opponent? You know, I, I don't know if it's harder to prepare. Um, you know, we don't see these guys on film as often as we do with a conference opponent, but um, we, we prepare like like no other. Um, I'm super proud of the, of the way the guys, you know, are in the film room, um, in the playbook, and getting ready for Saturday. And so, you know, we're, we're going to watch a ton of film on Delaware and, and get them, get honed in on them. So I think we just got to take it as, as another game and just make sure that we're as prepared as we can be for when we step on the field on Saturday. Well, last thing for you then, what's it going to take on Saturday? I know you guys are primed up for a good playoff run, especially with home field advantage throughout. Uh, so uh, how, how do you take the first step? What are the keys for Montana on Saturday against Delaware? Well, we need uh, we need Wagriz to pack it in for sure. Um, need 20, 26, 27,000 screwing fans. That uh, that definitely helps. And then for us, um, we just got to do our job. Like I said, we got to do our one eleventh on every play. Not try and do too much, and just you know trust the guy next to you. And you know we're gonna we're gonna play as hard as we possibly can. That's what our coaches preach, and that's that's how you know the Mo- what the Montana football brand is. So I think I think if we can do that Saturday. We can we can put ourselves in a good good spot to be successful. Norris has been radio or Grizz Star of the Week. Ryder Meyer, Fairfield product and a starting safety there at the University of Montana. Ryder, thanks for joining us, man, and good luck on Saturday. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Part of the glory of building a business comes from leaving a legacy to ensure your business continues thriving into the future. Have you asked yourself lately, what is your plan? Forming a personalized business succession plan is essential to know the passion you put into your business will carry on. Nick Tabor at Westpac Wealth is here to help you navigate all your business succession and retirement planning needs. Give Nick a call at 728-6699 and keep the spirit of possibility vibrant while making your future more tax efficient with a personalized business succession and retirement plan for you. And also a big shout out to my guy Kevin over at Westside Private Gym. Kevin has a doctorate in physical therapy and he is a excellent trainer and physical therapist. The easiest way to explain what my uh, new endeavor with him is, we're trying to break down all the concrete. And as you get older, you, you got a whole bunch of inflexibilities, immobilities. Your body is formed a certain way from all the ways you've been favoring your various bumps and bruises and injuries. And you know, you can you can make it through, but are you actually living your best life? Are you actually as mobile and flexible and malleable as you can be? And uh, you know, I've had some knee injuries, some shoulder injuries. And so I, you know, I work out a lot, but you know, a lot of times maybe you're training in the wrong way or, or your muscles just aren't firing in a proper fashion. So we're breaking down the concrete and building it back up. The first couple of weeks of these workouts have been pretty much just physical therapy based, tearing down some fascia, you know, loosening up the muscles, really working on the mobility, working on being mindful with the breathing and the muscle engagement, trying to make the muscles proportionally fire. That's such a key thing, and, and Kevin does such a great job of explaining that. So really appreciate him. Can't wait for the journey to continue, and uh, we'll keep you updated on what's going on over there. But uh, fit during football back for another year, and uh, couldn't do it without the Hype House or especially Kevin over there at Westside Private Gym. Sounds like we got Clifton McDowell, our Grizz uh, Star of the Week, second Grizz Star of the Week of this week. He's the newcomer of the year uh, in the Big Sky Conference. Cliff, we haven't uh, talked to you since last time you were in studio, man. How you doing? What's going on? Practicing, getting ready for the weekend. How was practice today? Oh, it was good. It was kind of cold, but, you know, I'm just getting used to the cold out here. Tell us about that element. You're from Spring, Texas, and you played most of your college ball in places where it's not so cold. So how's that? How's that adjustment been for you? Uh, well, it's been kind of 
hard getting uh, adjusted to the cold, but I mean, I, I'm able to adapt to my surroundings. Uh, no doubt. You've done a great job of adapting to your surroundings all season long. So, first of all, congratulations on the Newcomer of the Year Award. What did you think when you, you found out you got that honor? Uh, thank you. So, I was just um, real blessed and grateful. I was really uh, shocked because there's was, was a lot of talent in this conference. So, just to get the Newcomer Award and get that recognition means a lot to me. Well, just take us through uh, the, the arc of this season. The, the first month you were split in time with Sam Vidlack, and then uh, you kind of took over there. Uh, towards the end of September, and then you guys really turned a corner once it turned to October. So what have been the, the key points to your improvements and, and just take us through your through your eyes, this journey you've been on so far this year? Well, just um, trusting in the guys. I know after we lost that NAU game, we we kind of hit a, um, a wall, and the coach told us on us to either be resilient or lay down, and we're the team we just chose to be, uh, chose to be resilient. Well, certainly have been great resilience since then. What are the the main things that you guys think you, you improved on or, or changed, uh, and, and that helped you sort of get up off the bat after that NAU loss? Just um, hitting practice harder, being more aggressive, and being more up tempo in practice, not taking anything lightly. Clifton McDowell joining us here on Nuanas Now ESPN Radio. He's a quarterback for the University of Montana. They host Delaware on Saturday in the SCS playoffs. I know you got asked this at the press conference, Cliff, but I'll ask you again. What do you think of just the playoff format? Cause you spent most of your career uh, in, in places where there wasn't necessarily a playoff. And I know at Central Arkansas you had the chance at the playoff. But now that you're in the playoff, what do you think of just this this opportunity where it's uh, win and you're in and uh, lose, you go home? I live for moments like these. It's just real uh, grateful to be in this situation with my team. And uh, just, just to be in the position that we are, being a number two seed and having a home field advantage throughout the playoffs is real grateful and blessed. Tell us about Delaware then. I know I know it's only Wednesday here, so you guys have probably started working on some of the, the stuff. So uh, what do you think of the Blue Hens? What do you see out of their defense? Uh, they're a real aggressive defense. They have a lot of big guys on the uh, line, and they have a lot of DBs on the field. So it's just really uh, seeing when they're going to come bring pressure or be play it safe. So just getting in the uh, field room and studying what downs they're pressure on. So just staying ahead in the field room, and we'll, we'll come out successful. Keys for Montana on Saturday then? I mean, what are, the, what are going to be the keys for you guys if you're going to keep on moving on? Just to um, play our game, don't try to do too much, and uh, limit turnovers. There you go, Clifton McDowell here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Cliff, thanks for taking some time, man, and uh, best of luck on Saturday. Have some fun. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon, but thanks for being here. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Join Town Pump's Pump It Up Rewards Plus program and never pay full price for fuel again. Save five cents on every gallon every day at any Town Pump across Montana. Plus, earn and redeem points on your favorite in-store items to get free stuff with our clubs. Stop in and pick up a rewards card. Download the Pump It Up Rewards Plus app today. Or visit townpump.com slash rewards to register and start saving. Town Pump. Right down the road. Pump it up. Oh, yeah. 
Blackfoot Communications continues to lift up our local entrepreneurs, delivering the resources needed to transform ideas into businesses. Our C2M beta program was founded with the mission to connect local entrepreneurs to more. With access to more professional expertise, more state-of-the-art technology, and more development resources, our 12-week program delivers the foundational and modern skills required to transform influential ideas into thriving businesses. Apply today at goblackfoot.com slash apply.